She is Serious, a podcast where we showcase female athletes and their impact beyond the game. Each week, we will be bringing on influential women in the world of sports and showing why they are so much more than athletes. My name is Taylor Hall. I'm a health and fitness influencer and collegiate athlete at Biola University. And this is my sis, my co-host, Ashley White. What's up, girl? Hey, y'all. Hey, my name is Ashley White, a former student athlete manager for UNCW's women's basketball, a blogger, writer for Beautiful Ballers, and an advocate for women in sports. Thank you for tuning in weekly to She Is Serious podcast. And this is why female athletes are now to be taken seriously. Hey, sis. What's up, Ash? How are you doing today, girl? I'm so excited for this episode. Tane Ash special. Um, going to get down with business. Of course. How can you yeah, not? Baby. Ready? Yeah, stay ready. So you ain't got to get ready. Hey, that's one of my favorite quotes. That's what I'm saying. Hey, April's a special month. Um, you want to tell them a little bit about why this month is so important? Well, we got a few things about this month besides it being my birthday month. April is Autism Awareness Acceptance Month, and also April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Those two specific causes are near and dear to my heart since I actually experienced those two things in life. So, and it's been very just, I would say it's a journey, to be honest, like, to, like, just, it's, it's a journey, but, like, Every, but it's a trial and tribulation that I end up would say would lead to a testimony, you could say. So, yeah. That's just, that's, I mean, so many girls go through these things and it's definitely like way more people than it should. But Ash, can you kind of speak to, you know, like, why do you think that this happens so often? Because I don't know the exact stats, but I feel like it's pretty high. And these things like sexual assault um, should not be happening. And we definitely need to make it a, a thing that we can talk about and bring together a community because I know a lot of women go through that. So for me, I would say from my experience, um, I've actually shared this on ESPN's E60 since they did a whole episode on um, student athletes with disabilities who were sexually assaulted. So um, I was interviewed by Jeremy Schapp, who happens to be the son of Dick Schapp, who was part of ESPN writing, and he wrote a book um, later in his life. But... Um, what a lot of people don't know is that um, sexual assault and awareness, sexual assault like and harassment is very, very high, but sometimes it is very hidden. It doesn't get reported because um, a lot of reasons. Sometimes you are, say, if you say something about it, you're either going to get, you know, threatened and to where you have to recant um another reason is some people there's been unfortunately there's been history where people have lied about being sexually assaulted and 
have put innocent people away and doesn't bring doesn't bring the justice the real justice to those who have experienced it themselves um but for me i would say um this actually happened when i um was on a basketball team with majority of males and I was really the only girl on the uh, on a predominantly guys team. And it was a travel team. So, but they had a couple girls, but they weren't considered, I guess, like, to this person, they weren't considered, like, fully committed. But I would go, like, be at practice and games, be at practice, like, seven days a week. Just, I will say this, though. Um, the, a lot of people, I've gotten asked, why do you think it happened to you? Honestly, I could never answer. I don't, I, I've gotten this question the other day. Why do you think this happened? I, I honestly can't give, like, I don't, there's, I feel like to me, there's multiple reasons, but I feel like, um, I realize, and this is what a lot of people don't understand too. You got to be aware of people who are your surroundings because some people like to take things that you really love and try to weaponize it. So like um, when I was uh, sexually assaulted by this coach, um, he knew that I love God. He knew that I love basketball and I was big into God. Like I was big in my faith of, you know, saving myself till marriage you know that's what I was taught saving yourself till marriage to be with the right person and all this stuff and of course I love basketball I wanted to play college and you know um I was always the last person when like in tryouts I was always the last person to be cut like make it all the way to the finals like the final part where you see who makes the team and I was always the final person that got cut just like so I was always so that's why I'll always go to the practices just to do better. Um, unfortunately, by the time I was sixteen, that's when like everything went kind of like crazy. Um, so in laws of North Carolina, the consent of the age of consent is sixteen. So, um, so I realized I. And the fact that I know every, I remember every detail, everything about this whole situation. That's how severe it was. And oh my gosh. Like, I, when I tell you, I literally had to tell every detail, like, explain everything on ESPN about it to, like, you know, just, it's just crazy. Like, and I'm not saying crazy like a good thing, but it's like, really like oh gosh it just happened throughout the whole summer of 2008 and I was just ended my sophomore year high school and be and then you know of course I was like I said I was the only girl that was really committed to playing you know practicing getting better wanting to get better wanting to be the best player on that team you know of course I was a girl and stuff but playing against dudes practicing against guys you know that was something like I was always competitive I had a you know, be rough around the edges, like just, you know, not take a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I couldn't hang around with the guys. Like even like say, so here's the court. I had to be in one side while the other guys would be this side. So if the guys were coming this way, I had to go to other court. So basically I was isolated. So basically like the coach had made me isolate, had to isolate, basically isolated me from the other folks. So like I couldn't practice with the guys. Unless this we is were, after the incident. This is after this the was, incident happened. This was during the incident. So like nobody hears the thing. None of the guys on the team knew about it because if I had said anything, basically this is what a lot of people don't understand. So, um, so like even when I was practicing, I was still getting like salted. So like mm. um. So, of course, I had to put this happy smile face like nothing happened. But behind closed doors, every day knowing, oh, something's going to happen. Because I was, you know, I really wanted to play and stuff. And I couldn't say nothing to anybody. I can't even say anything to my parents, my family. And a lot of people are like, oh, why can't you say anything? Well, I was threatened. If I said anything, if I said anything... If I told anybody, like, if I said no, if I said no to this person's advances or no to, like, anything, I'm getting kicked off the team. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people, like, really? Like, yes. Like, it's easy for so many people to, like, really, like, judge folks, like, so quickly about it. Like, like I wanted to be part of something. I wanted to be feel belong in a place where I could be, you know, do something that I really love to do. And a lot of people didn't know that. And of course, you know, I'm 16 at the time, and according to a couple of folks, like you know, people there, I it's like I'm a, I'm 16 was the 12 year old mind didn't know what was going on, like some like just. You know, some people have a mind of a 12-year-old, maybe 16, but have a mind of a 12-year-old, like, trying to figure figure out something. But, like, for me... But you were was, aware. You were aware what was going on. But you just didn't yeah, want to say anything. Is that right? So, I didn't know at the time. Like, I didn't know if it was, to be honest, I didn't know if it was normal or anything like that. That's the thing. Like, but, like it kind of clicked in my mind, but I just couldn't say the thing is I can't say anything when it's someone threatening you to tell you, Oh, you don't sell me out. I won't sell you out. Or yeah, people don't uh, understand. Like when you're in an abusive situation, you can't just really speak up in that moment because as easy as it is for people to say from the outside, when you're in it, like you really feel like this person is going to destroy you and your life. Like I know that I went through that with an abusive basketball coach. So I'm assuming it's the same kind of feeling. So it was a basketball coach and you know, this basketball coach had a whole wife and help, like two grown kids. Oh my and, gosh. Um, <laughs> and like to compare in the fact that he twisted the word of God. That was, I was like, wait, what? So, um, comparing 
like what he and I was supposedly what he and I were doing or something was compared compare that to like say Sarah and Abraham from the Bible, which was not the case. Like right. This man is sixty one, I'm sixteen. And this man is sixty one doing this stuff to me and his wife was sick and talking about like all this stuff. Like it happened throughout the whole summer. And like I said, I couldn't say anything. I was just like, sick. Just sick. I, I was, I couldn't say anything because I was like, uh, like I couldn't tell my family. Um, so, um, so what was crazy is that, um, how my folks found out about it was, First day of junior, first day of junior year in high school. No, first day of junior junior high school. I'm like, yo, I got one more month, one more year left. Like I was close to being a senior. Right. Um. Next thing I know, I get called to the office, like thinking, oh, I'm getting picked up early. Bet. Like, and also it's like, oh yeah, I got basketball practice to go to because. Usually I was getting picked up to go to basketball practice. Next thing I know, I go in the office. Oh, shoot. It's the sheriff's office. Oh, great. I was like, what did I do? I didn't do nothing wrong. But right, I was like, just like, I don't know what happened. I like, but then I saw the stuff that they were holding up. And I was like, that's the stuff that this person made me hold like gave me to like just stuff and it was like the crazy thing it was like the financial stuff that and it was to be honest the whole wake-up call because I had to be like when you realize you finally realize that you become a victim that you realize you are a victim it kind of like shutters your whole it kind of you get you get in total shock and like basically I felt like I was in a whole denial like no 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 I no 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 need to not no 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 but I was in all I realized I was in total shock I was in denial myself like I really did get raped and I didn't even think of it like, I just, what I wanted to do was just play. I just wanted to do better in, you know, my basketball. I just wanted to do better. I just wanted to play. Like, and yeah. I felt like this was, this was what I was doing, what I was getting out of, like, what basically, like, and this thing is to, um, North Carolina wasn't the only place that I was raped in, too. So, like, um... That's why I say the age of consent in North Carolina is 16. So um, the key thing I always remember when every time I explain this story is this man said that um, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do anything when you're 15. But now since you're 16, I can do whatever. So basically he pre basically what he told me, he premeditated everything. He knew what he wanted to do. Oh my god! And he, knew I was, and he knew I was autistic too. After I blurted out, you know, I have autism in front of the group. Kind of learned, so he knew that too. And then, um, 
couple times when me and the team traveled up to New York. So the second time we traveled up to New York, um, of course, I was the only girl, um, once again, on the, traveling up to New York. Um, but this time, we didn't have our family go with us. So it was just the kids. So it was just me and the team and the coach. So, um, and all the kids, all the, the rest of my teammates had to stay in the basement. They slept in the basement. I slept in one room and the coach was going to sleep in the computer room. Say he was going to sleep in a computer room working. And this was at this man, the coach's brother's house, family's house, whatever. So this whole time I'm thinking, I literally told, like, told the grand jury about this too, that literally, and I explained, you know, the whole situation to at the, place to with the interview I believe what ESPN this man lied <laughs> this man lied about where he was sleeping this man literally he was saying how he also he locked the door in the basement where the kids the uh, my other teammates were so they couldn't go out and like say they had a shower basically said oh the shower is broken shower not working but shower was working because this man made me go shower there are some crazy people out there. That's yeah. so insane, Ash. What so what do you what did you do when you finally came to the realization like, "Oh my gosh, this is like crooked. This is crazy. I'm really like going through this." How were you able to voice yourself and then how were you able to like I guess overcome it? Cuz this is like insane. So, uh, Okay, so I just got out of the hospital because they, like, because, like I said, I was in shock. I was in denial about things. Like, I still couldn't believe it because I really wanted to, like, go back to practice and stuff because it's like, no, 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 no. It can't be true. No, 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 no. Like, all this stuff. Like, so, got out of the hospital. Yeah, and you're only. I was only 16. I'm still a child to, you know, to family. I mean, to, I mean, parents, of course, I'm still a child, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, um, went home, my whole, what's it called? Um, went home, of course, like I found out that like my, um, room was redecorated everything. And when I got home, I just kind of had like, I just blurted out, had like a meltdown, all this stuff just got screaming. And my sister was in, was in the other room or was nearby. And I was like, I don't think I could sleep here, mom. Like, mom, I got raped in this room, too, at this house. Like, and um, when my sister heard it, I found out, I later found out that she, like, when after she found out, heard me say something, she threw up. Like, it literally made it sick to her stomach. And I was like, oh, great. Um, So I felt like, so, like, of course, my high school experience took a whole turn, took a whole turn. Um, I did, um, not homeschool, but like, um, homebound school, basically like, um, had a tutor to get the work and I just do the work from like, say inside of a church or inside of a room or whatever, but I didn't mm -hmm. go to the school school, but it was from the work was from the school. But, um, and then I transferred to schools. 
So, but it was, I would say, yeah. When I found out he got arrested, um, I was in class. Found out he got arrested, but you know, I was still shaking and in shock because the fact that where he stayed at was literally a block away from where I was going to school at. So, um, of course, I felt like, you know, people were going to talk. And at the time, I don't think anybody knew who this girl was that they, that whoever this was. And I just felt like none of the people at the school, at the high school, really, where I was at at the moment, just, of course, years later, I knew they weren't going to, you know, help me. They weren't going to understand me. They weren't going to do nothing to be honest. I mean, they didn't want to deal with, they didn't want to help folks with people with autism anyways, like me. So what makes them, what, what, what were they going to do? The fact that like everything. So, um, honestly, it took a while. I mean, um, I know he served more time. I know he served more time in New York because the Cassette age in New York is 17, and I was 16. So he served more time in New York, and then I realized he came. But um, my thing is, every day I try to... I can't... I hate when people, when I've, I've gotten over where people say, you got to get over it. I hate that phrase. I really do. Just because it's like, you know, I there's days I try to get over it, but there's days where, like, is a lot of people don't understand. Um, when you've been abused, you start to have flashbacks of things that you feel like it's going to happen again. It's real. It's surreal. So there's times I have flashbacks from this type of stuff. And um, I know when my... I know when my episode of ESP and E60 came on and everybody tuned in that I knew everybody was shocked. Like what? Like this girl's happy all the time. I would have never expected this. Like, yeah, I'm always smiling and all that stuff. Like sometimes you never know, but it's just, um, I would say it takes day by day. I mean, I'm 30 now, about to be 31 in April this year. And I know, and I know I'm probably going to get like, so why do you still think? I will say this, and I've said this. A part of me, when it first happened, it died. A part of me died that day. A lot of, a part of me died when it first happened because I just wanted to be, for me, I wanted to play. What I wanted to do was play ball. I wanted to learn about ball. I wanted to do better and get better. So I can say like play somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like play overseas. But And you and basically this guy was telling you, Hey, if I do this and you keep it on the DL, then I'm gonna help you reach your goals. So it kind of manipulated you. Like, but of course, you know, none of the guys, none of my team, none of the guys on the team knew about it until like later once they find out that this coach got arrested, but they didn't know who this, who this girl was or whatever. So So did you feel like during the time, did you feel like during this time that you were going through this, did you have any support from anybody 
like after it came to the surface or did you kind of feel alone in the process? I mean, besides family, um, um, probably later with folks that say they, that were former teammates that did play with me, but they didn't like say, um, that, um, I know a couple people were very supportive because they like also in a way they kind of had a feeling but they didn't know what to do or what to say not like they they had a feeling that this person was like preying on me but they didn't know what to say or what to do and um basically the ones that I was like that um that I used to see a lot um like I know two people that were like that were really good that I was kind of close to that of course they got kicked off from the team by the coach because mm -hmm. they realized I think in a way I realized that the coach was kind of they had a sense that I felt like they had a sense that the coach was up to something that wasn't good and I feel like the coach kicked them out because they're like I'm not gonna have them destroy what I was gonna do or plan so right. um so it was like i could cut these people off and have them out the way isolation so, yeah so if, i mean i was isolated throughout majority of the thing like i like i said i couldn't like they like the only time i would play with them was during like games which was a games but like say we would go out in a park and like um play against like the local folks out at the park couldn't play with them, but the other folks would. So like, oh my gosh. it was just like, so I, mean, I played a couple times a little bit, but I mean, so over time, um, do you feel like, talking to people and just kind of letting your emotions and your voice be heard helps. And is it easier to talk now than it was? I'm sure easier to talk now than it was back then. You said you get flashbacks. Of course, you know, when something traumatic happens to you, you're always going to get flashbacks, but are you at peace with it now? And kind of like, all right, I'm a bigger and a better person. And I've, I've overcome so much in my life. Does that kind of empower you or how do you feel now? I will say this. Um, other people don't know this, but um, um, there's been few times like this type of situation, like when what happened to me it almost led to me being killed. Like when I say being killed, like I almost died. Like not only from it, but the aftermath of it by basically saying, I basically just wanted to like, basically I, there was times where I had thought about like, you know, let me just write me off, just not live no more because oh my gosh. I mean, I didn't feel like I didn't, there is, I didn't feel like, you know, I wasn't going to be worthy um, to live anymore. I didn't 
feel like I was going to be worthy to be loved no more or worthy to be taken serious and not, you know, because I, in this, honestly, in this world these days, like, as a girl, as a female, like, you know, you want to, um, you know, of course, I always want to hopefully be married and have kids one day and just, like, have that guy that look at me like, you know, I understand she's been through a lot, but she's still, you know, she's still, like, someone that... You are. Yeah. And it's just, like... And it was just, like, it takes a whole mental... It, like, when I tell you, like, in it, I've had more, like, I've began to have, like, anxiety and panic attacks from a lot of things. Um, and then, um, and I realized I soon realized I have PTSD and I've had PTSD since I was 16 because of when I was raped. And a lot of people think, oh, PTSD, you only get it from where, no, ma'am, no, sir, you don't that that's not just it you you don't have to get ptsd from just war or in the military but you can get it from like say if you've been abused or if you've been like you witnessed something that just something that triggers you so there's been things that like um um well i say it gets easier to explain um, I'm very reserved on how explaining it just because say like, um, folks are very judgmental. I realize a lot of people are very judgmental, like when it comes to this type of situation, like, um, you know, people are like, well, the first time, why are you ain't say nothing? I'm sorry. Was I supposed like, you don't think I did? Like, have you I- gone through it? Exactly. Like, I, like, I don't think people understand. It's it's really a toxic environment. And unless you're in it, you don't understand. So it's easy for people from the outside to say, but when you're actually getting abused, getting raped, sexually assaulted, you can't say anything. And I've can't. heard this. Yeah. And, and I've had a couple friends that have been in the same situation. And for me, my first reaction is like, well, why didn't you say anything? Right. But then I have to rewire my brain and be like, oh, wait, this is a traumatic situation. And obviously in the moment, you literally don't know what's going on and you can't say anything because you feel trapped, I'm sure is how you felt. Um, oh, yeah. Like, who's been your biggest supporter through this all? And who do you feel most comfortable talking to about this? Bag. Yeah. Well, I mean, my family, I mean, I know my family has kind of like of course supporting me through it because they were the one that basically like um found out about it well mm-hmm. stepdad actually and my mom opened the door about it so like but um I would say a couple people I would say like a couple people um I know first heaven first of all I know God like that's like, I would say, I wouldn't be living here without God. Because, like, a lot of, I know, like, I try to, like I said, like, I think, like, I, I've always, my always thing is, you can turn your trial and tribulation into a testimony. Well, God can turn your trial and tribulation into a testimony and your struggles into salvation. So, um, period. 
Yeah. Um, so I would say like a lot of people like this why this is why I say, um like I say, I'm very I learned to be very cautious and be tried to be very <laughs> kind of observant because in this in this world, in today's society, a lot of people are not very um open minded about two things that I have. They're not very open-minded about people with, say, a mental disability like autism. I feel like they're not very open about it. They think it's like, oh, is that a disease? No, mm. it's not a disease. Um, and they're not very open to very welcoming, open about um, sexual assault victims because um, they're always going to say... They're always going to find a way to blame the victim. And I know I got blamed before of what happened to me. And I literally, literally, when I, and it's from someone within my family that got blamed. And later, years later, I confronted them about it. And then they, of course, they said they were sorry. They didn't mean it. Um, And that they felt terrible ever since they kind of spewed, you know, said it to me. Um, so I feel um, like Ash, I just, I just hate that you haven't been able to like find a community of people to talk to this about. Cause it literally happens to so many girls. I had no idea. Cause like it'll come out randomly in conversations with a couple of friends that I've had. I'm like, I've, I had no idea. Like, I wish, I wish you would have told me, but at the same time, I understand why, because you feel like you're going to be judged and you feel like it's not. Uh, like it's not a cool thing to talk about or, you know, but it's just, I hope that more women can come together and people that have gone through this. And I know like, especially, you know, like the, um, a couple years ago when the gymnastics coach who was sexually assaulting all of the girls on the USA gymnastics team, and it yeah, finally came well, to the surface, the trainer, Larry Nasser, he was from yes. Michigan State and he raped like over hundreds and hundreds of the gymnastic um gymnastics um including Gabby and Simone and Allie so including And they the didn't even them. say anything for the longest time because it's like they didn't want to talk about it or stand up because they didn't know that everyone else was going through it and it's like you don't know what you don't know so you don't want to talk about it because it's like hush hush um I think it should be more I don't know if the, how do you, how would you say it? Like, I, I think it should be more accepted to talk about. I think it should be talked about more. I think it should absolutely be a topic that we, we squash and we discuss, especially as female athletes. I think there's a lot more of this that goes a lot, uh, behind the scenes than we realize with female sports puts us in a kind of a vulnerable, vulnerable situation. Yeah. Um, and absolutely this needs to be stopped. This is just, it's a traumatic thing, a life-changing thing. And if we have a community of people that can uplift each other instead of bring each other down and judge one another for these situations, then it's going to make it easier for people that have been victims of sexual assault to overcome it. Like you, Ash, and I'm sure that you could attest to having a community would make it much easier for you to feel a sense of empowerment, like, dang, I'm so much stronger because of this. 
and not kind of, you know, put you in this, like, it's not a good place, you know? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it just takes a lot. Um, I feel like it needs to be, it's, I feel like it's a stigma that needs to be debunked. It needs to be like, there's a lot of things that needs to be debunked about like different myths and stuff. And I, like I say, I always be so like, for me, I always feel like me telling my story or a specific part of stories, like, mm, it can't be that interesting. It can't be that telling. It can't be like, you know. No, and I'm always like, Ash, people want to hear your story because it's so crazy, all the stuff that you've been through. And it's really cool to see where you are at now. But I think that a lot of time, like, we don't want to brag about ourselves, I guess. Like, it's cooler yeah. to hear other people's stories. Like, I know both me and you are kind of that way. But your story definitely needs to be heard because it's it's definitely going to sh- – it's shining a light on these things that need to be broken down and the stigma needs to be addressed. I think a lot of um, – it's just, you know um, – <laughs> You know, of course, you know, I'm. it's not every day anybody meets someone like me who's autistic and has PTSD, but also like, you know, um, I try to find a way like how I can be hopefully a light to somebody. Hopefully like, you know, hopefully like I always like I always say aspire to inspire because I have always, you know, I want to be able to like say if I if I can be able to make an impact on somebody with something about something. I don't know whether it be my story or whatever it be my words or my words of encouragement or my presence. Um, I just literally hope and pray it. I mean, I could tell to millions and millions and millions, millions of people, but like if it makes an impact on one person, that's great. Um, it's just, I think like, um, I just, I I, know, I mean I know I'm different. I'm very unique. I'm very um, <laughs> what's it called? I always like to include. Um, I'm fearfully, wonderfully made by Psalm one thirty nine thirteen through fourteen. I'm fearfully and fearfully wonderfully made by God Himself. But um, <laughs> I just absolutely. Think and you're unique. You are so unique. Is so beautiful. So strong in so many ways. And God made us all different for a reason so that we could bring a different light to this world. You know, we're not the same for, for a reason. I think so far lately, um, of course, I, like I say, I take it day by day, to be honest. A lot of things, I think talking to somebody like therapy-wise, it's always, I know a lot of people think therapy, a shrink? I hate that. I hate that stigma about therapy. Therapy is so important. Like, yes, go ahead and take yourself to therapy. I honestly want to take myself to therapy right now just to talk to someone outside my family and friends because it's just good to hear or to let your voice be heard by someone else that's not going to have like a biased opinion. You know what I mean? And no matter what you're going through, I think a therapist is like so, so important. So I I hate that stigma, but continue. Sorry. Yeah. So like, um, I know I went to couple of therapists because of like of course about my autism but majority of it because I was raped um and I'm very particular who I talk to in therapy wise because I've had 
one time there was a therapist that I had to go to. And if I wanted to be released to out of something, whatever, out of a hospital, because I was, I, to me, actually, I checked myself into a hospital one time because I felt like I was going through and I realized I was going through a chronic depression for 12 years. And it's, and it was a stigma to when I was raped and I was still to, but I hit it. So but I hit it. So, um, and I went during when I missed the, uh, what's it called? I missed media day for the basketball team. So I missed that. Um, I missed media day. So I didn't go, I missed a couple practices and uh, I realized a lot of the players were looking for me like, where's Ashley? Oh, she probably have class. Second day, where's Ashley? Like, what's happening? Third day, okay, where is Ashley? Like, when I found this out through one of my one of the girls that I was, you know, helping with, they're like telling me how like, oh, they were looking for me. I was like, really? Y'all was looking for me? Like for real? And I ex- end up explaining once I got released from the, you know, like I left the hospital. Basically, like this is what I did: check myself in because I felt like. I was going through a chronic depression. I was feeling suicidal. And the fact that I opened up in front of these kids that were like in front of these girls who were like, I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking, are they going to look at me differently? I mean, at this point, I'm, I shouldn't think like that. But, you know, you never know people's like um, attributes or anything like that anymore. So, mm-hmm. and, um, but I remember this one thing, I remember, um, like I said, remember this therapist asked me one time, so how did you feel when you got raped? Like, excuse me? How did what? you feel? Like, were you happy? Were you sad? I was like, did you really ask me how did I feel when I got raped? Like, did you really just ask me how did I feel? Like, did I... Was I happy? Was I sad? Was I, did you really just, and I literally left the room when I, I literally like, this cannot be this, this yeah. cannot, this cannot be it. This can't be serious. You, this, this lady just literally asked me this, like you a therapist, you were just right. literally at, like how, I don't think. So Yeah. <sighs> But if you, so you like to hear other people's stories, right? And do you feel like if other girls came to you and talked to you about this, would you be able to relate to them and kind of help them through it? And is that something that you want to do for young girls or anybody who's going through rape or sexual abuse? Okay. So, um, I would love to hear people's like, um, stories, like, you know, folks that have been through my shoes so I could find a way to, like, say, be very understanding. And, of course, there's, you know, there's, you know, things that I may not understand, but I'm very helpful, very up to being, you know, showing empathy, which I am very empathetic, but, you know, still be there, regardless if I haven't been, if I haven't gone through what they've gone through or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I think just being, like... Well, I'd say, try and think, um, maybe like a shelter or being like, uh, being someone's fortress or shield 
or being some being there for someone being like a a hearing aid or someone uh someone's ear to like just let it out i think that would be great because um because you can relate to them and be like hey i've been to the, through the same stuff and i know it's terrible but i'm someone that you can confide in and can talk to and maybe like vice versa um I don't know if you like, do you feel more comfortable now kind of like letting out your feelings and stuff? Maybe if someone was to open up to you. I think it, it's, it's a process is a step-by-step. It's yeah. definitely like, I can't like gloatly just like, Hey, guess what? I'm like, I'm just like, no, no, no absolutely no. not. Yeah. Like, I can't, I can't do that to myself. I, I'm not going to go meet a person that may be like, Hey, so as you know, I just want to explain. No, no, I can't do that. I right. I have to literally like to be honest. For me, I I have to literally trust you. Like if I literally have to trust you, or like literally have to like okay, someone needs like to like a little bit like need somebody that can maybe a little understand more, or need somebody that can be heard because clear like there's so many people I feel like there's so many people out there that when they tell a story or when they explain their situations there's always those folks be like I understand I hear you I understand but like do they really understand like are you really listening me, though like don't tell me you understand when you never been through it don't tell me you hear me when you never been through the exact same thing like just the best thing you could do is just listen. You don't have to say, oh, I understand. Oh, I understand. Oh, I understand. When you clearly don't understand. And I think that's the, that's another thing, to be honest, in a way, I feel like it's triggering because some people, like I said, when some people may not um, been through the situation, but they'll say, oh, I understand as a way, like, okay, can we move on? But it's like, why do you keep saying you understand when you don't understand? Why do you keep saying you hear me when you don't really hear me? Like, mm. there's a difference between hearing someone and listening to someone. Like, hearing can go out one ear and out the other. Listening is actually taking notes and actually listening and hearing the emotions and everything. A lot, a lot of people don't. Sometimes Absolutely. Don't, don't see the difference. Um, so listen, I hope people, when they're listening to this, I hope they're listening, not just hearing. And I hope people are listening to your story, Ash, and really taking it to heart and realizing that this happens a lot, a lot, a lot more than it should. And to just be understanding of other girls that are going through this when they come to talk to you, or if they need someone to confide in, like, please be opening, please be open to listening to them. And helping instead of just hearing and, you know, understanding. Because like you said, Ash, are they really understanding? Like, let's let's make this something where we can open up about, talk about it, help help girls get through this situation, help female athletes, females in general, just overcome this, um, this these situations so that they can move on and be stronger from this. Because, 
you know, things happen throughout our lives, but at the end of the day, we want to be able to grow and become stronger because of this. And Ashley, I know that you are an extreme example of someone that's been able to go through so much, but not let that affect you. And I mean, not let it, not let it affect you and bring you down in a negative way because you, you're overcoming it, right? You're pushing through that wall and you're bringing awareness, which is amazing. And where you're at now is just incredible. And I'm sure that that man that hurt you, he is in a very dark place because he thought he was going to break you down, but he couldn't. He couldn't, sister. He could not break you down. And you are so much stronger because of that and your ability to overcome that situation. So I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm really proud of you. And I appreciate you being vulnerable and talking about your situation. And I know it's definitely not easy. I, I know it's not easy. But I want to I want to let you know that you are amazing. And um, you inspire me every single day. And I'm so, I'm so glad to hear your story. And I'm so glad that others are going to be able to hear your story as well, because we loved, we love to hear other girls' sports stories. Yes. But it's important that we spread knowledge on these things that aren't usually talked about too. So I, I appreciate you and I just love you so much. I love you too. It's, you know what? I will say this. Um, uh, um, I just, in a way, hopefully, like, like I said, I just hope it just, if it inspires one person, if it makes an impact on one person or something, that's great because that's always, you know, I always, it's like, I hope to make, if I can make someone smile, that's great. Like that's my day has been made. I am so happy about that. Um, and I may have like. I may think differently from others. Um, I mean, I will say that's also um, the autism aspect of myself is I think differently in certain ways. I think I my social cues and my uh, communication cues are not intact at times. Um, I just blurt stuff. Like, Ash, I have no filter. I don't know if you noticed, but I have like no filter, which is like no, bad too. No, I do not. I think it's just, I think I will say this too. I remember opening up to somebody the other a while back how like, because like how asking them they were, um, if they understood it or if they know about it and they're like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, um, you would think that they would like kind of heard about it because they're a psychology major, all that stuff. But then they're like, um, they felt like it was it's it's just a something that people just say or that it's just a there's a it's just an age limit to it. And I'm thinking to myself, excuse me, hold up, wait a minute. When I found this, when I heard it, when I was told about it, I was like, uh, yeah. Um, I was like, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just mind, um, excuse myself from this whole conversation, from this whole, like my time and stuff, like just throughout yeah. the whole, I was like, um, cause I think the fact that this person, there's an age limit 
in autism? Absolutely not. Sorry. It, I, yeah. Like, I've been diagnosed with autism since I was five. That's the first. And when I was five is when I also played, learned how to play basketball. So <laughs> a lot of things is like, um, and I just want to clear this out too, because folks that think that there's a cure to autism, there's not. I'm sorry. There's no cure to autism. It's not. There's no. It's not a disease. I just want to let you know that it's not a disease. It's not something that you can catch. Doesn't not. It doesn't work like that. It's just. I would say that we think. It's a different way of thinking. It's a different way of thinking. Um. Um. It's just. I would say they have a lot of them are very creative. A lot of them are very creative, very, um, but say not a lot of them, but majority of them are very smart. You're looking at someone that's been considered smart, very smart. And I have autism, but I've been considered very smart, but you I'm are very gonna, smart. I'm not going to toot my horn on that. But we have, I know I've been told I have a great memory. A lot of them do have great memories. They can memorize a lot of things. Um, they have interest-wise, if they, has, they like to talk about specific interests about certain things. So, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. But if there's a specific interest they like, they will talk about it all day and every day. And just know, like, try to help them out. But at least be very, a lot of, I just think, like, I believe kindness can go a long way. It just takes a little kindness, can go a long way. Um, you know, just at least be empathetic and be very um, open. Because I know for me, I've been discriminated against before. I've been closed out. I've been isolated. And I don't want to have to experience those things. But I already know in, in, I mean, I already know in the real world, I'm probably going to experience those things still. But in the perfect world, I hope I don't ever experience those again. But once upon a time, I'm still here. Um... I am still here while all the, all the, I realize I'm still here while all the folks that have discriminated against me are, I don't know. I'm still here, y'all. Right. She's still here. I, you know that song by Beyonce? It's like, I was here. I did. I've done. I was here. Okay, no one else wants to hear me sing. But, like, literally, it's such a good song. And I was listening to it the other day, and it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, my God, I really want to make an impact because it's like I was here, and I want people to know I was here to make a positive impact. And that's why we're here, Ash. Like, literally, that's why we're here. Breaking the stigmas, like like Ashley said, guys, you can't just catch autism in the air. It's not just, like, a disease. Please be understanding of people with disabilities and understand that, hey, they might actually be smarter than you sometimes. Sorry. 
Like <laughs> Ashley knows way more about a lot of different things than I do. And we compliment each other because of that. But you can never write people off with disabilities because that's just a stigma. That's all it is. It's just a stigma, baby. So get to know who you're talking to. Iron sharpens iron, y'all. So iron sharpens iron. Yes. So truth. Yes, I did quote. I did. Yes, I did quote Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, y'all. So iron sharpens iron. Friend sharpens helps another friend. So yes, I did that. Write it down. Yeah, she did that. Hey, okay, our sis Ash is just amazing in so many ways. And I'm so glad that we were able to have this talk today. You're able to share your story and highlight the fact that autism is not, autism does not have an age limit. And there's so many things people don't know about it. Um, this is Sexual Assault Awareness Month, Autism Awareness Month. Please, 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 my friends, ask questions, be open, you know, meet new people, and let's just break these stigmas. Let's accept, let's create a community, and let's be sisters together because who wouldn't want to, like, grow this community? So let's grow it together. Yes. It is Yay. a sisterhood. It is a sisterhood, it's a sisterhood. It's a sisterhood. It really so. is. If you guys ever want to talk, ever want to like message us back and forth, have have something to say about maybe sexual assault or um, autism or anything in in this arena, um, we would love to talk with you guys. And Ashley, I know you know would love to hear your story and, and can relate with you all. And I can just be a listening voice. And we just want to make sure that this is a community where your voices are heard and. You know, you you will not be pushed to the side. You will be embraced. So, yeah, let's let's keep embracing one another. And we love all of you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, we'll be here every single Tuesday morning. And we love you guys. Love you, Ash.